Oh, shit. I don't know what episode it is. It's episode 30-something. 30 34. All right. It's a podcast. So go, you got go, you got Anthony Maslin, Wagwan. Yeah, what's going on, brother? Nothing. I've had a day where I'm just worked right the fuck up. Um, so I'm kind of glad we don't have to do an interview because I think you'd get a lot more takes than uh, fuck you and your blue cheese or ranch or whatever it is. <laughs> um, but uh, I, you know what? I did have some funny responses, people messaging me about blue cheese and ranch. So that was fucking hilarious to me. And more people on our Insta poll like blue cheese and ranch. So that made me happy, boy. <laughs> uh, I'm working like a slave these next couple days. What about you? That's yeah. No, I'm I'm off today, and then I got two night shifts. So that's good. Yeah, I got some shitty, shitty days coming, two in a row, and then I got to work a half-day Saturday. Like, fuck me. Nice. Yeah. Half-day? That's not bad. No, and then I'm getting fucked up at Ridgefest Saturday night. <laughs> That's my birthday, bud. Okay. I w- didn't Fucking know a, my birthday out there. I didn't know if you was okay for me to say it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Happy birthday, Maz. Um, you got a, You just did a fire interview today. I did a, I did a good interview with my, one of my best friends. Preface it. Preface it. Uh, Preface. Uh, it was just basically like he's got a he's got a band, uh, Twelve Mile Island. Um, he's always been a good guitar player. I think everybody kind of knows that. If you know Nick, you kind of know that he's a good guitar player, and um, he's got a band, so he's trying to make it big. And he kind of talks a little bit about you know the struggles of you know coming up and you know trying to find gigs and do all this stuff. But he's got like a, he's been doing a lot of gigs. Like he's been grinding. Like Has he, he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He told me he does like three gigs a, a week, three, four gigs a week. That's sh- fucking insane. Yeah. Like that's a lot. Considering you and I do two podcasts and it's fucking a full time job. Yeah. And he was telling me that like, well, I'm kind of spoiling. The yeah. I don't, don't fucking get anymore, okay. but it's an incredible interview. Yeah. It's Maz's first time doing an interview alone. So I'm I'm really excited and I've talked to you about this, but like I'm excited to uh, Friday morning for my drive into work after a fucking shitty shift on Thursday mm-hmm. to put my a podcast with Goat on and sit there as a fan and listen. Because I don't listen to you and I really. Like, um, my ego either gets too bruised or it just, <laughs> my head gets too fat. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to sit back and be a fan and listen to your interview and hear how it goes. Well, I'm excited to like see how what you think because I don't know. I hope, ah, you, I hope people yeah, like I'm it, man. Sure. Crushed it. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, it was a good one. There was no there was no real like pauses or anything. It was good. It was good. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure the questions were on point too. They're pretty good. He t- he was really passionate about it, so it was mostly like him talking about it, so that's good. Makes it easier. Yeah. Like I just kinda sat back and like I probably talked for like f- four or five minutes that whole interview. So Awesome. <laughs> like like yeah, so it's good. And that's what you good want. Right. It is an interview, yeah, right? Fuck yeah, it is. You, mm-hmm. We got a few house cleaning or housekeeping. Maz and I are trying to figure out how that saying goes, and I still have no idea. But we got a few things to talk about. The CBD cream is still in the works. Uh, I'm currently working with Jake Stark Designs or Customizations. I forget what the fuck his Instagram is. Jake Stark Creations. That's it. Um, who is basically our um, our graphic designer. And we're working on giving this thing a, a true push so that uh, people like it and uh, they use it and hopefully buy it and keep buying it. I'm also, we're also working on the giveaway. 
Maz, Gasper raised a great point that we haven't done any giveaway since episode fucking three. <laughs> Which is weird that we did one that early, though, eh? Yeah, I was stupid, really. <laughs> Shout out was... to Nagger Barbershop and Shave Parlor for hooking us up. Yeah. Um, you guys are the shit, and thank you for supporting us l- almost literally since day one. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but now we got some we got some uh, some traction. So the the poster's almost done. I'm gonna I'm gonna be posting about it on my Instagram. I'm gonna make all my friends post it on it on their Instagram, and it's pretty simple. You just literally have to download five episodes, uh, DM us the photo that you've done it, and you could win. A free, I think it's two ounce container of CBD cream, a a podcast with goat T-shirt, and stickers. Like nice. fuck, who who wouldn't want that? Nice. Like what? Yeah. A, it's summer essentials. Exactly right. Like hung over. More do you need? You get, in a, you get in a bar fight at sneakers. Your muscles are sore. Yeah. You can put some CBD <laughs> cream on it. You stab someone at the Belmont. <laughs> you can put our stickers all over the bathroom at trail sides yeah um we're fired up it should be good and if you live far away i will mail you your shit because that's what we do now yep <laughs> dedicated yeah we're we're hardcore and tough as fuck yeah um i think that's kind of it Matt. is that it that's all we're gonna yeah do. i just wanted to give him a little something something before the interview but uh Maz, why don't you hype me up for the interview? We'll hype everyone up and we'll say goodbye. All right, sounds good. What do you want me to say? <laughs> Fuck, man, I don't know. Probably like, hey, like, all right. All right. All right. Yeah, <laughs> like, do the radio, morning radio host voice and uh, all right. t- get get everyone fired up for the interview and then we'll say goodbye. Hey, uh, check out this uh, wonderful interview with my one of my best friends of all time. <laughs> uh, very talented guitarist and uh, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> bye everybody <laughs> see you guys <laughs> welcome everybody to a podcast with goat i got a special interview for you here uh we got nick nole is that how you say it uh no let is no let okay yeah. all right but everyone knows him as nick mashavecchio yeah if you went to lakeshore you know nick he's a genuine nice guy very talented guitarist um he's in a band right now called 12 mile island so uh he needs no further introduction here's nick no let how you doing Hello, man? everybody how you doing, it's man? A, I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's interesting how, um, more how much more nerve wracking it is to kind of talk to your computer screen than it is to play music in front of people. Yeah, <laughs> you, have, you think a lot more about what you're doing. Yeah, it yeah. It, it is kind of nerve wracking. Like I remember when I first started this, I was really really nervous about basically everything I said. I didn't want to say something wrong or, you know, say something off topic or you know, mm-hmm. kind of just divulge into something stupid. But now that yeah. I'm actually pretty comfortable with it now, like we're 33 episodes in, so it's wow. not too bad. Yeah, congrats on that. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, this interview is going to be especially interesting for me, and it's especially good for me because like I haven't talked to you in so long. Yeah, it's been a while ever since. Uh, yeah, you moved out. Like, um, we both kind of moved out actually. Yeah, Niagara. So tell and, me a little. Um, so tell me a little bit about your life. Like, tell me what you're doing right now. Like, what's going on? Um, so since I, I went to school, I left for Laurier when I was 17 and now I'm still in Kitchener Waterloo because, um, at the tail end of my, um, university, my bachelor's degree, I was, uh, looking for like a new, I really liked my bachelor's degree. I focused a lot on that and it was, it gave me an opportunity to, uh, work with some interesting people. And then when I finished that, I wanted to, I needed like a new project. I wanted like a new thing to work on. And so I started, actually, it was funny to start my last class 
in university, I got on a bus and like immediately afterwards and I went downtown in Toronto and I to see John Mayer. And I remember like I had this sort of like moment where I was like, I should really be like playing guitar more in terms of like and trying to like jam with people and play more essentially. So when I finished university, I met some people from the music department. I started jamming with them. I was going to like open mics. I was going to different concerts. So I was going especially to like um, like singer songwriter shows and going and just saying, do you need someone to play guitar behind you? Because that's what I wanted to do. I ended up uh, um, meeting up with, um, she actually has a record deal now. Her name is JJ Wild. And she was just actually on tour with the Glorious Sons. And nice. uh, yeah, so that was cool. And I, I, I actually, she wanted me to go on that tour, but I had to turn it down because I was still in school. Mm. But, uh, Were you in teacher's college at this point? Yeah, I was in teacher's college at this okay. point. Yeah, so right now I'm, I'm living with my band. We have a house in Kitchener. Okay. And it's very busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're playing all the time. Like we've probably like been playing about three shows a week for the past while. Yeah, I see that. Like you're always doing gigs and you're always out there, like at bars and stuff, and performing. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been really busy and it's been really great. That's um, awesome, man. Yeah, it's. Uh, and now I'm I'm supply teaching by day, so it's a really good job to have if you want to eventually become a professional musician. Is uh, having something that flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, it's been really busy. We've been playing a ton, and uh, we, we, we really love it. And you, I guess you have to because we spend, you know, <laughs> so much time together. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's been really great. Yeah, because, like, on top of playing in a band, you also live with each other, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. So it makes it makes for, like, rehearsals. And, uh, and you know, like, there's a lot of stuff that you that you don't think about, um, even as a musician, until you're in a band that, like, starts to get a little serious. And it's, like... The, you spend just as much time with your instruments in your hand as you do just kind of sitting around a table with all your laptops out, like emailing promoters, bars, um, producers, like just trying to see who will um, kind of essentially who will let you play in their on their property. Yeah, is is what we're sort of trying to get. And for the most part, when when people give us a chance, I think one thing I I do love about this band is that we. I really believe in our ability to win a crowd over with just our genuine love for the the music that we're playing. And mm-hmm. I think that it really resonates with, yeah. with people. Yeah, mm-hmm. like on your YouTube channel, you have a couple videos of you guys doing live performances. And like yeah. I, like you guys are really good. Like, um, I don't know, I felt like I was in the crowd when I was watching the video and I felt like I was like I really resonated with the way you guys played and I thought you guys did great. Like I love watching those live videos. But one thing I want to ask you is like, why are you guys not on Spotify? Because I really so, wa- Oh yeah, go, go on, sorry. Because I really wanted to add you to like my playlists and like all that stuff because I love like I actually love your music. Like one of my favorite um songs is Elgin. Like that's uh, I yeah. love that song. Yeah, it's a good tune. That's how we always end the show with Elgin and I get night. I get to take a long uh, guitar solo at the end of that, which is cool. But the uh, so the reason why we're not on Spotify is a, is a it's a good question, and it's a question that we are working on right now to come up with a better answer to than just we haven't really been able to yet. The thing is, is that recording, mm. unless you have um, some sort of record deal or somebody um, willing to give you like a grant or funding, it's a very expensive endeavor. So we've been playing a ton of like just cover gigs. We've been playing birthday parties. We've been playing like meetings, like conferences, just to like. And we've been putting all that money into a into an account. And we have we are saving up to 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 record some stuff. But it is like to to, to do it. It's very expensive. Like it's it's like you wouldn't even. 
yeah how much it is but uh so basically it's like so basically what you're saying is it's like it, it all comes down to studio time and getting that studio time studio okay. time yes and also um one of the most important i guess moments of my entire life we had it was uh we had um, a meeting with a guy named Bob Egan, who is uh, formerly of Blue Rodeo. And um, he kind of sat down with us, uh, had coffee with us, and was giving us some advice. And it was the advice that we really needed to hear because it was very, like, you know, it came from a place of wisdom and not from a place of, like, you guys are so cool. You know, like it was like it was wasn't like a, a yes man kind of. Yeah. He, he essentially said he didn't pump he your said, tires. Exactly. He essentially said like, how if you've got like ten songs written, write thirty, because you know like, out of those ten, probably one of them is actually good. You know. Yeah. And or one said, of them like, will be a hit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you got to think about like you know. He basically said like you know, and that that, that kind of made us pump the brakes a bit and say okay, like maybe we're not ready to record yet. Let's wait till we write up more songs. We were still like we're a very new band. Like we started in September, really, and yeah, uh, you're like less than a year old. Technically. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, like, and how do you, you know, most bands, like at least in the old, and like actually most bands still, like, to before you record, you spend so much time touring and playing together that by the time it comes down to it, when you can a afford it or b get somebody to pay for it for you because they believe in you, by the time that happens, you've already played together so long, written so many songs, and had so much experience that. Um, decisions in the studio become easier whereas for mm -hmm. us you know we don't really even know like when people even we're still kind of tripped up when people say what genre are you because yeah that was gonna be my next question like what yeah like, kind of like i wanted you to kind of talk about your band and say like what kind of genre do you guys play for people that don't know well i mean I, that's you know like i said this question still trips us up and we like we've been compared to bands like i don't know if you know who like the like the bahamas or um lake street dive the thing is that we all come from very different um, uh, musical influences. Like Nash, Dan Nash, the drummer, he's like a savant when it comes to hip hop and R and B. Yeah, you were saying that. He, like he introduced yeah, you to Roots. Or he something. really turned me on to some stuff like Root, the Roots. Um, and like I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't before before this band. I was not much of. A, I didn't really listen a lot of hip hop. But like fast forward a few months, and like I was really late to the party with Mac Miller. But like swimming, I don't think I've gone into an album that heavily in a very long time like i haven't like obsessed over an album like that in a very long time swimming by mac miller really eh? but yeah like I, I and there's like so many phenomenal like hip-hop right now like if i can go off on a little tangent is actually like it's sure. so it's really innovating right now and it, it's innovating by drawing from a lot of different things mm -hmm. like uh you know you you listen to guys like mac miller and you think this is amazing with like, the lyricism is incredible the, his his flow and his his understanding of where to place accents on beats is incredible but then you like if you if you read the the finer notes of the of the album sleeve i guess you'd say and like you find out who these who the guys that are playing on the album yeah. and it's like you know these guys that you may not have heard of like uh thundercat who plays bass but like you you wouldn't know this but like you you've heard him before you know what i mean yeah and these guys are all fantastic like jazz musicians that like you know because their sense of time and their sense of groove is so well is so good that these that these hip hop artists want them playing on their records. Like, I don't yeah. know if you've heard of Anderson Pack, but Anderson Pack's another guy right now. That's I've heard of Anderson Pack. Yeah. I love Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack yeah. is killing it right now. Yeah. And um, so, so we so Nash brings that. He brings a very, um, he brings a very well rounded sense of groove to the yeah. to the band. You know, which is I, which is important. And I think it, you yeah. know you can see it in the audience when we start. As soon as we start playing, you see the head start to kind of bob because he's thinking with that 
in my mind, right? Mm-hmm. And him and the bass player Dan Corrigan are both just like like if on a night when they're on and they're locked in, it's 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 really a, a, like a treat awesome. to play over it. Yeah, and he's um, the and, and Nash would be you know the drummer they say is like the heartbeat of of your oh, band, yeah, right? Sure. So for yeah. him to have like to pull from those like hip hop influences, you know, that's important, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And same with uh, with with Dan Corrigan, the bass player, who's who's just like he is so. His sense of time is is very good, yeah. and he really listens to the drummer and um, makes sure that like that it, that because that's essentially the bass player and the drummer are what will you know tap your uh, that's what taps your foot you know what I mean yeah and then it's on with you, when you have a foundation like that where you can lay on top like I I like to consider myself I guess a blues guitar player and um, I really listen to like a lot of uh, like Americana music which is like not like country music but like it's, like it's like it's very melodic, right? And like, okay. and I'm, and and then Laura, who sings, plays trumpet, plays guitar, and and writes a lot of the lyrics. You know, when you all these ingredients come together, is 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 the band, and I, I it's I that's why I believe in in it. I have a lot of faith yeah. in it because we're all um, we all understand our roles, and yeah. and I, if you think about a band as like layering things like you start with the drums and you add the bass then you if i can add my guitar part then laura adds like um har- um the melody and the lyrics and then we all add harmony afterwards that's what that's that's how you know a band is, is working and I, I think our our reception at shows has has given us a lot of faith in ourselves because people really like it and we've gotten a lot of interest from um from other artists from uh different venues from promoters so um, nice. We're really happy with the way things are going, but that, yeah, that's so awesome. such our genre is like is like I would say it's like it, it's it's would be all alternative, I guess. If you yeah, it's almost like, like slow yeah, rock yeah. with like alternative. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah exactly. and and I think honestly, I think you guys have a great thing going. I'm not just saying that because you're one of my best friends, but mm-hmm. I think like I love your music and I love the direction you're Thanks. heading. Yeah, uh, I want to talk a little bit about like James. Remember James? The song by Billy Joel. Oh yeah, James. And yeah. I want you to talk. I want to talk. I want you to talk a little bit about like kind of that experience, like that song, how what it means to us, and yeah, you know, and how that that song affected your life a little bit. Yeah, that song is uh, one that kind of haunted me for a while. It's uh, for those of you who don't know, James is a song by Billy Joel. I think it's off of the Turnstiles record, and uh, he essentially it's a song that he wrote to like he wrote. Um, to a childhood friend of his who like who I guess was a musician but gave it up to sort of pursue something else um not out of like you know because he just didn't like he didn't want to take yeah. the risk of being a musician so now and Billy Joel is kind of saying like well like, essentially the main line is like do you like your life mm-hmm. like, do you are you happy now like yeah. do you, you know are you any happier than you would have been if you would have you know kind of followed what your dream was and that that song can really if you let it if you let the lyrics in it can really really haunt you because you uh, like you wonder am i what do i want to be like because i used to think of that song and be like man james is an idiot but then i also think like wait maybe who's right in this song because like yeah maybe james is happier maybe he you know who's to say right yeah exactly um, like do you sacrifice comfort for something exactly, you want to do right exactly exactly yeah. do you sacrifice stability comfort a home really like i don't sleep at home often you know no, exactly. and uh i i, I always kind of joke that like I treat hotel rooms like a home and I treat my home like a hotel room. You know, like I don't even, yeah, I don't even like, I, I don't even unpack like, like I have like a bag of like, you know, like my toothbrush and like deodorant and like a razor and like, I don't even, I never even unpack that because there's no point. 
Yeah. Um, and so, like, and like, do you, I don't see my parents much anymore. Like, I don't, you know, what I mean? like, uh, but like, because I'm busy every weekend. Dan and Michelle, and I miss them. Dan and Michelle, yeah. But <laughs> you know, but so do you give that up? Yeah, and like, you know, sometimes you just have no choice. You know. Exactly. Um, do you think that? Do you think that song like, kind of sparked you know you going around to Toronto and finding gigs and finding people to play with? Do you think that song had a influ- a little bit of an influence on you know your life now and the direction that it's been heading? Absolutely, yeah. Like yeah. that. That song is uh, like you, you kind of keep it on in the back of your head as like a, um, as a bit of like a warning, you know, like a reminder, like, a little bit, like a reminder, yeah, like yeah. and like a, <laughs> and like a reminder that like what you're doing is like is what is right for you at least right now, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so I want to talk about like because I don't even know the story really because we haven't talked much. Like I said, um, like how did you how did you guys meet as a band? Uh, the so, band that you're currently in now. Yeah, so I was uh, jamming with uh, um, some guys from the Laurier Music Department, um, and because I had an in with uh, a singer there, and we were trying to start this band, and um, we got a bass player and a drummer. The drummer was Dan, and then the other two guys were already in another band, so like they were that was already pretty established, um, and uh, they they kind of didn't have time to start like a new project, so. Nash and I were just like, you know, I, I, I posted this video of myself just like playing on Instagram. He messaged me. He's like, hey, like we should still like, you know, you and I should still jam at least. And like, like I, I still know like a ton of other musicians. So um, then Laura was uh, quickly added. Um, and um, so we, the three of us were playing together all, all the time at Laura's house, which is actually where I live now. Um, and uh, we were just playing in the basement, like writing songs, um, learning like a lot of like jazz tunes for some reason, like we, we didn't really know what we were going to do with them, but we were learning a lot of like jazz standards and stuff. And then uh, we were like, okay, like we got to find a bass player. And we, it was finding a bass, bass player is difficult and finding one as good as Dan Corrigan is also <laughs> extremely difficult. So we, we really lucked out when uh, he answered, you know, the Facebook message we sent him and said, Hey, you want to come jam? And uh, yeah, so that's, that's how we, how we met now. Like cool. Dan and I, Dan, Laura and I, like the bass player, Laura and I live together. And then, but nice. even like uh, the drummer, he's not too far away. Nash is not too far away. So, so um, we spent a lot of time together. Nice. So Laura is the vocalist, right? Yes. And I want you to like let her know that I love her vocals. Like I love the way her voice sounds. Like I will for sure. The way, like wh- me personally, when I listen to rock music or like alternative music, that's kind of you know centered towards the how you guys are playing. I always um, favor female voices. Like I love, I love hard. I love Fleetwood Mac, and I love the. Beaches. Oh yeah. Have you heard the Beaches before? Oh yeah, Laura's yeah. a big Beaches fan. I yeah. love the Beaches, and uh, yeah. yeah, I think you got what you guys are doing are great. So uh, where do you, I, I want to ask you like where do you want like your music to take you? Um, my, the thing that interests me the most um, is at least at this point is um, because like you know we're a new band. Um, it takes you think of a band like a business. It takes a long time to see like a return on your investment. I guess if you want to put it in those terms. But one thing that I've seen a lot of um, growth in is that we just we just know a lot of musicians now. I, I get to hang out with musicians and play with musicians. I'm actually playing tonight downtown Kitchener, not even with Twelve Mile Island, but, but like we're going down there to like to just play with these other musicians. Like we're, we we've rented a space that we we did this last week too. People came in. There's like a guy selling beer, and we just jammed essentially in front of people, and like it, it was a lot of fun. And like, so what I, I like, if I can, it, I just love that like that this band has given me sort of like an invite to what I think are like the coolest parties around, which are like house shows and concerts and things, right? Nice. Like it's getting me. It's gotten us on the guest list of some 
I'm using these words kind of figuratively, but uh, it's gone us, yeah, it's gone us on the guest list of like some some really interesting events, especially like even in Kitchener. Like we played the they just opened up like a um like a streetcar system. They call it the the Ion train, and there we we played like the opening sort of festival for it. And there was a, there was like a bunch of people downtown, and we were the band, and it was sweet. It was like you feel like you know you're you're part of the community. So my like what I want from this band is I just want to be part of the musical conversation. You know, like I, I, I listen to like some, like you know, there's a lot of Canadian guitar players, especially right now, that are really good that you probably haven't heard of, but like, uh, um, they're worth looking up. For example, a guy named uh, Ariel Posen, um, and he, 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 they're just like I, I want to be like part of that conversation. It's just essentially moving up to the next level where I can like one day I would love to just meet these people as like, um. And this might be wishful thing, but as a contemporary, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you'd, you, that, that's my dream. Yeah, to, you, to, yeah. So basically what you're saying is you want to meet them as an artist rather than a fan or something. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like I don't really think about it. Like if, if you're thinking about money immediately, then you're, you're kind of doomed from the beginning. Exactly. Um, I, I kind of agree with that. It should yeah. be, it should be rooted from, you know, passion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think if anyone has passion, it's you like, I remember like when we were kids, like when we were like, well, not kids, but when we were in high school, right? Like everyone would go home. Like I would go home. I'd play video games. I'd, you know, do something. Right. And I'd ask you, like, I remember like being in high school and I remember asking you like, oh, like, what did you do? And like, you literally would go in your basement, like that little area there where we watch TV and, yeah, stuff, yeah. and you would just play guitar all day. Like all oh, night. Yeah, yeah. Like that was what you did. Like, like most people, like you never, you rarely play video games. You rarely like, you would go out and stuff all the time. But like a lot of your time spent in high school was playing guitar, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, that's the thing though. Like I, I spend a lot of time up until even university as like a bedroom guitar player, and um, so I had a lot of technical skill, but I had no idea how to play with a band. And I, that's why I'm. That's the things I've been learning over the past two years. Mm-hmm. You know, just jamming. I like kind of working as like a, um, in some situations as like a side man, like a guy that you call like to play guitar for you. And and then now at, with this band, I've, yeah, like I've been able to use those those that sort of like obsession I had. It was almost like a like a thing that I just kind of had to had to have in my hands, like it carried, yeah. even just carrying it around the house. Like if I'd sit like with my parents, like in the basement, I'm just like I would just hold it. Yeah, I remember. Almost, yeah. It's like, it was like, a, like I don't know, what else, yeah, I don't know what to do with my hands if I don't have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like that. Um, and I'm really happy now that I'm seeing like a lot of, that I'm seeing a lot of progress in terms of my playing. Um, I'm feeling like I feel very comfortable with the guitar in my hands now, and like what I hear in my head, I can I can usually put to um, put to life. And if I can't, then I sit down and I and I for the afternoon and I'll figure it out, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a night. It's I I I always like kind of wonder what people who don't like like what do you what do you guys do with your time is my <laughs> is kind of like been always been my question. But yeah, I do yeah. I do play a lot. I do practice a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I, I love. It, yeah. I remember one time uh, we went like drinking at Chad's. Like we did like a little pre-drink, and you brought your, your guitar, and everyone loved it, man. You were just noodling in the corner. It was great. Yeah. I fucking yeah. I love that stuff. Mm. So yeah, that uh, was uh, at Bernarski's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, like, I remember when you were telling me in high school, I said, like, I, I kind of asked you a similar question. You gave me a different answer. I said, I said, uh, like, where do you want your music to go? And you said, I want one song to be on the radio. Is that still a goal for you? Um, you know what? I I I don't think I knew a lot back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because like like I don't think you, like you know we were talking actually the other day about this. We're like, and for any of the music um, enthusiasts that are listening, this is definitely like you know. Um, a thought is, you know, like we were saying, like, what radio station would play our music? Like, what, like, if, because we were trying to decide, you know, when people ask us, like, what genre are you? Who do you sound like? Like, if we can figure out what radio station would play us, then maybe that would help us. 
Because I'm thinking, I don't hear Anderson Pack on the radio. You know what I mean? Like, you don't hear. Yeah. Like, I, I find the artists I like now through, like, Instagram and, like, social media, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Like, there's a, a, an artist I love. Um, he's, like, uh, um, an Americana, sort of, like, um, country style um, musician. Uh, his name's Jason Isbell. And I found him because, like, his tweets kept coming up in my feed. And they're hilarious. So I like I started listening to him, and, he, and he's an amazing songwriter. And it's, I think it's interesting. We like as music fans and musicians, we live in a very interesting time right now because you don't like the, the there's no like the, the amount of people making decisions about about what music gets heard. There's way more of them. You know what I mean? Like back then, it was like you know if you got on the radio, it's because like a few people decided that you could get on the radio. Whereas now, like you can realistically. Um, record an amazing album in your bedroom and put it on Spotify and like you know you could end up opening for Taylor Swift you know what I mean like, yeah it's, it, like and uh, it's it's a weird thing eh yeah it's it's very strange and it's like it, it kind of it's a weird pressure to be good at social media mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah and it, which is and it's kind of a weird thing to say good at social media like even that doesn't even really feel yeah. natural to come off of, no. like to say it um but uh, but it's yeah it's a fairly that's, new thing right exactly so and, I think like yeah. Go on. Uh, sorry, I, I, I and I'm really happy that I have Goat with me on this podcast because he is, him and his sister are really killer with social media stuff. And if yeah. I was doing this by myself, I'd be lost. I'm telling you, like, yeah. like I, I, I up, like I'm not, you know, foreign to social media. I've had social media since high school. But the way yeah. he like promotes us and the, like the pictures he puts up and like all this stuff, like he, it's it's great and it's it's brought a lot of viewers and it's brought a lot of followers to our page, which you good, know, yeah, yeah. So it is. Yeah. It, it is kind of this weird social pressure that we've mm-hmm. created mm-hmm. for ourselves to, yeah. you know, promote yourself on social media. For sure. And one thing I would say is, like, if I look at your Instagram page, it does have a certain aesthetic to it, which is what you want, right? Exactly. Like it's like, like a, the posts are recognizable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I forgot where I was going with this, but like, anyway, yeah. So like, it, and I guess like, I don't know if you experienced this with your podcast as much as we experienced this as a band, but uh, I guess like when you're in the stages of being, you know, in your early twenties and starting out on something that where there's really no, like, um, there's no, like how to be a musician handbook. You know what I mean? There's no, like how to exactly. start a podcast handbook, but like, so you kind of trade goods with your friends. I mean, like, like if I, like if you have a friend who's a photographer, right. So we'll play like your friend's party. If you would shoot our show, right. Like, it's kind of like, you sort of like, that's the only real currency you have exactly. at this stage of the game is like, is your ability to like at least for me my ability to play the guitar and our genuine like our kindness is essentially what all we have to offer at this point in our careers so like, i don't know is that i'm curious about that actually with your podcast do you guys use outside um help from other people who are also well, involved in creative well nick uh, <laughs> well nick uh, you'd be surprised to hear this but we're doing it right now right oh yeah like, i guess eh? yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. a lot of like a lot of things we'll do is like we'll interview people and you know with that we know have a good following so you know like we'll interview people that we think are interesting either from high school or wherever right that have you know over 3000 followers and we'll say okay we'll like we want to do this interview with you will you do this interview with us and you know in exchange you know maybe make a story for us on your social yeah, media for sure. or yeah. you know or make a, some kind of post and we just recently did that with uh, FK Dame you know Dame Kapazinski obviously yeah yeah I, yeah. I see he's got some music out yeah um, he's he's got an EP yeah He's actually uh, really good, man. I actually yeah, I was, I was listening to it actually. Um, I I was gonna like I was considering reaching out to him. I don't like I haven't talked to him in a long time, but uh, it's cool to see. It's like you know, like especially him and I are like, although the styles are very different. I like to think that we're kind of doing the same 
Exactly. Yeah. You're one and the same. You're both grinding yeah, out there, both, trying to music. Right? Yeah, trying to do, you know what I mean? And um, it's it's cool to see um, somebody stick with it. Because he was doing that in high school, too. I remember being at parties, and he would put on... Summertime, um, bud. Summertime, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drinks on ice, yeah. Right. Like, I, remember, I, remember, like, I remember that song from parties. And uh, um, it was... Uh, and it's cool to see he's still doing it, and he, he's actually and he's getting some some traction with it now, which is really cool. Yeah, it's fun. You should actually reach out to him. He's a really nice guy. Oh yeah, for sure, for and, sure. Yeah. So I want to ask you, um, who writes your music? Who is you know the main? Is it is it a group effort? Is it you know Laura? Is it who? Like, is it just all you guys? It's ex- it's actually very collaborative. Like we really we decided that when when we do record the songs, we're going to split them four ways because it's very like although Laura writes. Um, for the most part, I would say like 90% of the lyrics and the melodies, um, she would be the first one to say like that, like, you know, it's like we, we sort of write the music first, right? Like the four of us kind of hash it out. You know what I mean? Like so, so what comes first, the lyrics or the actual music? The music for us mostly. Like yeah. um, Laura is, um, her work ethic in terms of writing is inspiring to say the least. And so she writes constantly and essentially like we jam stuff out. Like, I'll come up with like a riff or something and then Nash will think of like the, the groove he wants and he'll kind of like arrange it and then Corrigan will come up with like, you know, the baseline in it, but he'll also contribute to like the changes, like the core changes. And then Laura will like usually just like flip through her book of like, you know, words that she's got and like put, um, uh, put them to put to the music. And nice. like once when the, when the, when the songs come out, which they are coming out, like we're going to record them hopefully by the end of the summer. But I would say, you know, it's the, the it's good music because you can put it on and listen to it. Like you can just put it on your car and drive to it. Or if you want to put headphones on and really listen to the words and listen to the, like the, the intricacies and like nuances of like what yeah. we're playing, that's also available to you. You know, it's like that's yeah. what that's why like when uh, that's my favorite kind of music. You know? Yeah, when it's, and, when you can hit both camps. And so I yeah, think and I think like I think that's why me and you really like Billy Joel so much. Oh right? yeah, for sure. Because sure. it's so it's such yeah. a sub, it's such a subversive. He makes such subversive songs that you. Oh know, yeah. That are really good. Um, yeah, like he's not slouching. You know what I mean when he's writing lyrics. No, and that's like, like neither is Laura. Yeah. Um, so so like, um, so Laura make you said Laura makes most of the lyrics, right? Yeah, yeah. So those like. So I'd have to. I guess I'd have to ask her the question. But like, a lot does a lot of it come from personal experience? Like, is it just like where does it come from? You know. But I guess if she writes most of the music, that'd be a question yeah. I'd have to ask her. If, right? Yeah. If I was going to risk answering that on her behalf, behalf, I would only say that like her words are written with a purpose. Yeah. It's not just you know, um, it's not just words slapped onto the page like just because it sounds good. Which is actually there's also an art form to that. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. Um, of, of like you know when you get really into writing lyrics, um, you start if to if you consider everything. Not only like does it make sense. Is it interesting? But like, how does this vowel sound here with this note? You know what I mean? Yeah. What if we said this word instead because it just it just easier to sing. It just sings better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I would say like I I will I would not I'd rather not answer on her behalf because she's got a, she definitely has a process. But I definitely would say that she she writes with a purpose, and I think she would agree with that. Awesome. Um. Another thing I was gonna ask you. Um. Have you worked on your singing at all? Yeah, for sure. Because um, I remember, like, I remember when we were like younger, like you were singing. You had a good voice, great voice, but it didn't reach that peak of great. No, no, I, I, I that my, well, that was the hardest thing to like overcome, like a fear. I, like, like I said, like when I first started, like trying to get out of the bedroom as a guitar player, I was going to open mics, 
and I initially would go there and be like, does anybody want me to play guitar with them? And then most people were just like, well, like, no, I mean, <laughs> we're here to do our own thing. So then I was like, okay, well, I'll just go up and like, I'll sing a couple songs that at least I know the words to. And there are some videos deep, deep on the, that I've tried to get rid of, of me in my early open mic days where like, I just like, <laughs> I just, it's like, I'm, it's like, I've never even heard music before. <laughs> like, that's how bad <laughs> just tone just deaf. <laughs> but now it's like, you know, because I do it so much more now and, uh, I, uh, you know, it's it's definitely something you can practice and get better at. You know, especially if you have an ear, an ear for music, right? Um, so yeah, my singing is is definitely like it's. Not, I wouldn't say that it's great at this point, but like it's um, um, definitely way better than nice. it was before. Like nice. I feel very confident doing it, and like you know, I and they, they the guys seem to let me sing on some songs. So like I mean that that's okay. That's awesome. That's all. I guess that's all. <laughs> about it. Um. What, I know you guys do like tons of gigs, right? Like you're doing tons of gigs a week. Do you, is there any like special gig or performance that you did that kind of stands out among the crowd? Um, yeah, there's a few uh, that we did that um, I really have enjoyed. Um, there was one we did at, um, uh, and this is what I mean when I say like we have the ability to sort of like win over a crowd is that we played this show for this um, uh, company called So Far Sounds where their sort of like business model is they rent out a space, like a venue, you buy tickets to it and you have no idea what the band is gonna be. So we sent in an audition to this because we were like, okay, like what other chance would we get to play in front of 200 people or like, you know, there was more than that. There were like um, a couple hundred people that don't know who we are, you know what I mean? Because no one knows who you are, no one comes up to your shows, right? It's like, and you, that's how you you build, it's just like a slow build of you just keep playing shows. but. So anyway, so we, we did this show, this So Far Sounds show um, in Waterloo in January. And we got a really positive response to it. And the two guys that kind of helped us that day, they've since gone on to, to I think they're doing their own um, promoting and stuff now. I don't know enough about it to, to speak to it, but they, well, we are in contact with them. And they, they, they've been getting us a lot of other shows. Like they got us that show um, playing for at down, in downtown Waterloo when they were uh, launching the train where there's like a ton of people and we got a great response there. So they, so they, that was my, like there, I think about how many bands those guys hear in a, in a, in a week. And, you know, for them to call us for that show was, was cool. You know what I mean? And yeah. they, for them to say that, like that they really liked the so far show and like people liked it. So that's the, the essentially, yeah. Like if there's a good crowd, um, and the crowd's just like really into it, then yeah, we can, then I, I get into it, you know? Nice. And we had, actually we just played a show on Saturday. We did like we did three this weekend. We had a show on Saturday um, at this place in West Lincoln called Silver Street Recording. It's like a, a an old barn um, with a, that has like a year ago been converted into a studio. So we played there at this um, it was like uh, um, the guy who owns it. It's a good friend of ours. He sort of opened up his space to literally anybody that wanted to come and hear music. So. Um, it was cool. Like the sound in there was obviously amazing, and uh, the 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 crowd that was there was pretty into it. And um, it was just a good time. Like all the bands were really good there. So yeah, like, it's just so my my favorite shows are the ones where like there's a good crowd. Honestly, like because you you it's easier to it's easier to play you yeah. know, when people are actually listening and interested. Because like you know, there's it, no I'm not gonna like pretend like we don't play shows to nobody. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, exactly. We're, right. Or we're playing to the bartender. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, 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 not so much anymore, but it, but it it it, ha, it has happened. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's and it's sucks. those are the times where it it's tough to um, get inspired. But at the same time, 
um, the reason why you have to do stuff like that is that so when you get offered things like the Ion Launch or like playing to a bunch of like musicians at a barn or playing at a SoFar Sound Show or playing at Maxwell's in Waterloo, is that when you get to those uh, places, you're ready. You know what I mean? If you only yeah. did good shows, you wouldn't be, you would never even get them for one thing. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> you, you, but you have to get, you have to like kind of cut your teeth and like hone yourself in on like when there's nobody there. You know what I mean? And then you know, you learn what, what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was like, my next question was going to be kind of like, what's the highest high of your band so far, you know? And I think you, you think you kind of answer that question or do you have like a different answer you think for that? Um, I think that, yeah, the highest high is just whenever like I, I like honestly the highest I've felt was like when other, like is when we were doing that ion launch, cause it was like a really big crowd, really good response. And I just like we were grooving, like we played so tight. That was actually that was funny. This, that was our third gig that day. We played a festival in the morning. We yeah, that's played, crazy. Yeah, we played a festival in the morning called Tunes for Trees, which is really cool. Then we played um, this like um, massive private party in Kishner, um, and uh, that we got hired for. And then we rushed right from that to uh, to the Iron Launch, and like. So like we on the third gig of the day we were tight like it was just like everything like it was just so like everything like we couldn't miss if we tried when we were playing and I just kind of like <laughs> turned and like I realized like I'm like I'm like with my best friends you know what I mean like and like you know we're just having like a great time yeah. playing music and people are just into it and like you know you just yeah when you feel like you can when you feel like you can't play the wrong note if you tried those are the those are when you feel like you know unstoppable nice so uh, what are your future plans as a band? Um, immediately, uh, we are going to, um, we're starting to think about getting into the studio to record some stuff. I think we're ready, um, to record some, some music. And then, um, once we're done, that is kind of like when the real work starts because you don't want to record something, you know, spend the money and the time to do it. And then just kind of like walk away and be like, yeah, like, well, no, go check this out on Spotify. You have to like, we have to be playing like twice as many shows just to like promote it. Right. Yeah. Um, the promotion, we need to kind of sit down and like uh, put a plan in place to promote it. Yeah. But, uh, and like doing things like this. like And uh, yeah, so our media plans are we're, are we're going to record. We're thinking in sort of stages. Record and then promote. Nice. And then probably, I think most bands kind of follow that sort of that ebb and flow, record, promote, record, promote kind of thing. Nice. So I can't wait. To, well, how many songs do you guys have, would you say? Oh, we've got, I would say probably, I want to maybe like, 12 originals that we're pretty proud of you know nice we've got a bunch of other stuff that we don't do, even do really you guys ever, do you guys ever do cover shit oh all the time oh all yeah the time. okay yeah, yeah. Nice. um that's actually how we're funding our album is by playing cover shows oh nice um, which is cool to like pay for your music with like that way but uh yeah we do a ton of covers gigs and like you know really like we we the, because i think we're all pretty competent musicians and we've been able to make money playing at things that like like we've been able to like we played like a conference we just played jazz the whole time right and uh, it, ju- it just is a good way to put money into the fund for the single. Nice. And, but yeah, we do like a lot. Like, and of course, like if we're doing like a thing like the Iron Launch, where it's like a two-hour show, like we don't have two hours of our own music. So, you know, we'll play like an hour of our own stuff and then um, mix in. Fill the rest stuff. with covers. Yeah, fill the rest with covers. Yeah. yeah. Man, does it, ever make, <laughs> does it ever make you mad that like, because like it sounds like you're grinding right now. Like you're going around, you're doing like, but like. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and then every once in a while, like you'll see like some rapper will play, like, will make one song and it'll put it on YouTube and it gets like 30 million views. 
Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Isn't that crazy how that works like that? Like, just like the time that we live in right now? Well, yeah, the time we live in is a very, um, it's different because I think the, uh, the general sort of like attention span of people is, is different, you know? You never want to like, I don't think, I don't think that, I think music is in a really good spot right now. Like the music industry, I don't know how people will say like, you know, the industry is not really the same anymore. And, but like music right now is in a very good spot. It's a very, like, this is the best time ever to be a music fan because I think so too. The, the access to it is, is un, unprecedented. Like you, like, you know, I, I find new artists every day. And I just listen to them <laughs> incessantly, and then you know I'm on to the next thing, right? And uh, so it's it's tough, but on the on the reverse side of that, because there's obviously there's no like nothing's perfect. The the the, uh, the other side, like the I guess like the gang to that, you know, whatever you want to say, is like the uh, it's tough to be a musician and get your name out there because it's so many people waving their hands in the air, saying like mm-hmm. listen to me, right? And it's like you know I know we're a good band, but I I also know personally other really great bands you know what i mean yeah. you just you know it's, it's really fun to collaborate but you also start thinking like man like there's so many of us <laughs> yeah there's, <laughs> there's so like many. <laughs> there's so many of us there's so you know, many all, people all yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but that's... you know like, and I, you can't like even you know there's like i i'm more open now to the idea of like you know listening to like popular music um i used to be i used to kind of like you know lock myself in a, a room and listen to the old Rush stuff right the yeah old stuff right which is not what I do anymore. I like I, I there's a lot of new musicians I really like. For example, I love Anderson Pack. I like um, um, Khalid, Khalid or Khaled or Khaled, whatever. Yeah, or, yeah. I, honestly, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's like, like a slow uh, kind of guy. Yeah, that yeah. guy. He's writing some R&B. really cool stuff. Hmm. Um, do you, yo? Do you? Do you <laughs> I I already know the answer to this, but like, you ever, you ever dip your toe into like a little bit of gangster rap or like kind of like like this trap shit that's coming up right now? Uh, honestly, no. <laughs> I, I probably, sh- I probably sh- maybe I should more. Yeah. Um, I listen to hip hop now. I listen to like, like I said, I listen to the Roots, like Mac Miller. I love uh, um, who else? Like I'm um, Chance the Rapper, Kendrick Chance Lamar, the Rapper. Like it, man, Goat would literally suck your toes right now. He would. He loves Chance the Rapper. Oh man, like, those guys are like operating on a creative <laughs> level that you can only hope to one day achieve and. You know, and I listen to that for 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 um, a lot of reasons. One, it's just, it's creative music. It's got a great groove, but it's still you know as a guitar player, it leaves me with a bit to a bit to be desired. You know, mm-hmm. but that's but, but that's why you you know, you know there's no one there's no like law that says you have to subscribe to one style of music. You know what I mean, I listen to rap when I want to listen to rap. I listen to country guitar when I want to hear that. I listen to jazz when I'm you know. It's kind of interesting, like when when what I do or like I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but like you down I download music to like to listen to in my car and depending on where i'm driving i'll download different music you know what i mean yeah like if i'm going to like if i'm driving to toronto or if i'm driving like through the city i'll just listen to like i'll listen to, like mac miller right or i'll listen to like d'angelo but if i'm driving home like to niagara i'm going, I'm going to go into like, the country i will listen to like blue rodeo or because it, it's, it's it just feels yeah more appropriate you know what i mean I can resonate with that. You can, I don't know if anybody else. I, I'm curious to see if anybody else. I, th- like, kinda, I think I, I think most people are kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd hope anyway, or like, or maybe people or some people do it and don't even kind of realize it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we're gonna wrap this up by kind of talking about you know our personal lives in like high school and stuff. So oh yeah, of I, course. I, I want to ask you like, okay, so how did me? Do you remember how me and you first met at all? I remember like there was one time where you went over to uh, like you started hanging out with some of the guys from Port and I was like I sat on the bus or something. Like I, I don't remember like 
Or like going out for like, remember we in like grade time when we went out to Tim Hortons every single oh, day, every day. Man. Like I'm not <laughs> even like I I I don't think that I could like, I don't tell this story often because nobody even fucking believes it. But like I, we went there every day, every single day. <laughs> even lunch, if we didn't man. eat there, we would just bring. Yeah, we would <laughs> just just to get out of there, like just to get out of the lakeshore for a bit. Remember, remember Big Joe would bring his lunch, man. His, yeah, his lunch of endless snacks. Oh man, endless snacks and <laughs> kefir and. uh Dan Stambula, yeah, like those were, yeah, th- that was a, that was like our entire grade ten, like second semester. Round of, round of water for the boys. Round of waters. We get waters. We couldn't even afford coffee at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. Yeah, I had no money for coffee. That was awesome. Yeah. Um. So, let's talk about like a little bit of our high school story. So we were talking about this one a little bit off air here. Um. The one time we had abducted you. Can you tell us that story? Yeah, I'd actually, I'd love to relive this. Thanks for bringing, <laughs> thanks for bringing this up. So we were actually, I don't know if, if everybody, I, I, I imagine that a lot of the listeners are, are friends of ours from Lakeshore and uh, would know um, about the fun house, uh, Jeremy Deleuze, uh sort of like, like the, like the my happy attic, place. Yeah. My, my happy place. We own that place, man. We all, yeah, like we, we all like, it was the best thing about that was we all actually like contributed things to it. Like we all brought like furniture or like drawing even or like you know like mm-hmm. the sound systems and stuff painting and it, we, we have paintings tables. we think we, we, we yeah like we really made that place our own but anyway so i was there um and then i left to go meet up with somebody um who will remain Unnamed. nameless yeah <laughs> and uh and uh you guys were kind of miffed that i um that i bailed for that and uh I called, I think I called Owen Bellhumor and I was like, hey, like, can you, can you guys like come get me? Yeah, because we, we like, like, at this time, yeah. neither, none of us could drive, except yeah, for Owen. Yeah, but he could drive, yeah, he could drive, he had that van. So I'm, I remember I was waiting at the end of the driveway with my, with my bike, I <laughs> had my bike, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you guys just like got out of the car. He was like, you, Jeremy, uh, I feel like Chris Chico, Edwards, was Chris Edwards um, Owen, there's a, there was a number of you. Yeah. And it felt like there was 25 of you, but and you guys, you guys just like started. I remember seeing the van pull up and park, and you guys started running at me. And I was like, I was like, what the hell is going on? And then yeah, you all like you tackled me to the ground, put a bag over my head, <laughs> a pillowcase, pillowcase, a pillowcase over my head, and then like proceeded to like Chris Edwards like he he beat the shit out of me actually, <laughs> but like, and so he yeah, so he uh then you guys tossed me in the van. Drove me to, I don't remember this part, but you drove me to the canal. Yeah, where the rocks were. like all Where the rocks, like all the yeah. stacks of like the salt is in this or whatever that is. And like, and you brought me out of the van and said you're going to throw me in the canal. I knew you, I, I hoped you wouldn't, <laughs> but I wasn't, at that point I wasn't sure. And then, like, <laughs> but the whole, and the whole car ride, Chris Edwards was sitting on top of me in the back of the van and just giving me jabs like to the ribs. Like, and I was just like, man, I'm like, what the hell? And then you would, when you guys dropped me up at my house, you literally threw me out Chris of the van. On, Chris Edwards just picked me up and threw me out of the van. I think I was like 90 pounds in high school. And uh, <laughs> he threw me onto the lawn. You guys like, I think I just treated my bike a little bit better, thank God. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, then drove away. I, I remember being pretty pissed at the time. And the next morning I woke up and Chris had messaged me on Facebook. And he said, hey, man, I heard you got jumped last night. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, like you didn't know and, it was you. And I was like, oh my god. And I was in like pain the next day. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's what you get. For all you kids listening, don't uh, bail on your friends for things yeah. that don't matter. Life lessons. Life lessons. Because they will kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean there's no more philosophical level to it than you'll just get your ass kicked. Yeah. And you had a comment. 
You had a yeah, I deserved it. I, I, I realized that. <laughs> I, I, I deserved that. Oh man, the funhouse yeah. was such a great place. Yeah, you know, I I so many parties. Myself, yeah, like reminiscing a lot about those those times because it was just so like it doesn't even seem like the same life to me. You know what I mean? No. Um. And it's totally it, but yeah, like those. Now. Yeah, those were like those were the days of like you know. I mean, because I'm I'm obviously like you know I'm really happy with where with where I'm at right now. I'm doing like you know what I've always kind of wanted to do, but like there's still a lot of stress that comes in with it, and like those days were truly stress free. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, we would literally just we would just bike around Port Colborne and like go back yeah, like, to Toulouse, I, hang out, play cards, like, and then just go to sleep, wake up, do the same thing the next day. Yeah, like, just hang. I, we didn't, yeah, and we didn't feel bad about it. You know what I mean? like, no. You know, like, like now, if I spend like a day inside, I'm just like, oh, like I shouldn't, you know, I should do something. But like, who cares? Like, you know, we would. I remember my my, my parents were like pretty uh, adamant that I was home for dinner. So I remember I was always making like two trips to Toulouse in like one day, and, and then I think I was like maybe clocking in like 500 kilometers a week on that bike. And then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that bike was our vessel around. Yeah, man, that bike was a vessel. Yeah, it was. That was like my own. Those were my legs. That that, that bike. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, we we've done about. A little bit of forty-six minutes. This okay. Um, so I think that's we'll just wrap it. That everybody wants to hear of, of my voice. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not true. No, I'm just kidding. Is there anything you want to plug? Like anything coming up? You want to plug? Like talk about? Yeah, I would, um, for sure. I would say like please, if you haven't already, go check out our uh, our Instagram page, Twelve Mile Island Band, uh, and uh, check out the stuff we've got there. There's some clips. Um, if you want to see a show. I would visit uh, 12mileislandband.com, and all of the dates are listed there. And um, I've been thinking, actually, about trying to get us some stuff in Niagara, because we've been playing a lot around here. And, oh, fuck uh, that. Come to Thunder Bay. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Niagara. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Thunder Bay, we'll, we'll have to w- see if that's, like, financially realistic to get all our shit out there. But, um, yeah, but so if uh, I'm hoping to uh, go back to Niagara at some point in the next two weeks to kind of, like, knock on some doors. So if you're listening uh, from the uh, uh, Lakeshore area. Niagara region. <laughs> and the Niagara region. Yeah, then uh, keep your eye on keep your eyes and ears open for that but yeah but for now just go go follow us on instagram check it out um i think that uh i think you'll like it is what i'd say i think you'll like it nice so beautiful nick nolay one of my best friends one of the most genuine people i've ever known thanks for coming on man thank you so much for having me this is really cool Um, i'm happy i got a chance to talk about this yeah keep grinding man love you buddy awesome thanks everybody for listening